morning, I would like to talk from 2 Kings chapter 7. Before we go there, I will just give an introduction. Ben-Hadid was the king of the kingdom of Syria. Ben-Hadid, he decided to capture, fight against Israel. And he took over Israel, in fact Samaria. And during the time when Ben-Hadid took over Samaria, there was a great famine. Can you say great famine? There was a very great famine in Samaria. We read that in 2 Kings chapter 6. And these were really terrible days for the children of God in the land of Israel. I want you to listen to me this morning how terrible that famine was. Bible says one donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver. Can you imagine donkey's head? Who wants to buy donkey's head? Anybody? No, but even donkey's head was so expensive because the famine was such, you know, people were just willing to have anything that, because they don't, they're just starving. They need something. They were boiling their own children and they were eating their own children. It's such a great famine. Bible talks about in 2 Kings chapter 6. People were dying because of starvation and no food. No food at all. It was a great famine in Samaria. And when we move to chapter 7 of 2 Kings, in fact, I would like to read the entire chapter now. 20 verses. We are reading from 2 Kings chapter 7 from New King James Version. Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Tomorrow about this time, a seer or a measure of fine flour, flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seahs of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make widow windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. I want you to follow very carefully, you know, word by word, sentence by sentence, it's all important. Verse 3, now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, why are you sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord has caused the, arm, the army of the Syrians to hear the noise, noises of chariots and the noise of horses and the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired agents, sorry, hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact, in their tents, their horses and their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. 
Verse 8, and when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate. They are eating after I don't know how many days because they were starving to die. And now they saw food and they ate and drank and carried, it, carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it. Verse 9, then they said to one another, we are not doing right. This day is a day of good news and we remain silent. If we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now therefore come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them saying, we went to the Syrian camp and surprisingly no one was there. Not a human sound, only horses and donkeys tied and the tents intact. And the gatekeepers called out and they told it to the king's household inside. So the king arose in the night and said to his servants, let me know, now tell you what the Syrians have done to us. They know that we are hungry, therefore they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, when they come out of the city, we shall catch them alive and get into the city. Verse 13, and one of his servants answered and said, please let several men take five of the remaining horses, which are left in the city. Look, they may either become like all the multitude of Israel that are left in it, or indeed... I say they may become like all the multitude of Israel left from those uh, who are consumed. So let us send them and see. So they wanted to send a couple of people over the houses and just want to send into the Syrian camp and see what is going on. Therefore they took two chariots with horses and the king sent them in the direction of the Syrian army saying go and see. And when they went after them to the Jordan and indeed all the road was full of garments and weapons which the Syrians had thrown away in their haste. So the messenger returned and told the king, the, then the people went out and plundered the tents of Syrians. So a seah of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two seahs of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Now the king had appointed the officer on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate, but the people trampled him in the gate and he died. Just as the man of God had said, who spoke when the king came down to him. So it happened just as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, Two seahs of barley for a shekel and a seah of fine flour for a, for a shekel shall be sold tomorrow about this time in the gates of Samaria. Then the officer and had answered the man of God and said, Now look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could such a thing be? And he had said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. And so it happened to him, for the people trampled him in the gate, and he died. You know, you know it's just a long you know, scripture to read this morning, but we just want to read that just to make sure that you know, we work in the proper context this morning. So I would like to title my sermon this morning as Why Sit Here Until We Die. Can you read that with me? Why sit here until we die? You know, these are the words of those four lepers at the gate. They were saying, why should we sit here until we die? Let's go into the camp of the enemy 
And if they give food to us, let us eat the food. And if they kill us, let us get, get killed. Anyway, we are going to die. Verse 4. If we say, we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. I don't know, what is only die? Only die. Just die. <laughs> only die. <laughs> so first of all, there was a great starvation. Can you say starvation? starvation. All of you? Starvation. All of you? Starvation. All of you? Yes, good, thank you. So starvation for food. They were, you know, already these four were lepers. And now they don't have food to eat. And obviously they are starving to death. Their physical condition did not allow them to go and look around for food because they were lepers. They are supposed to be sitting at the city gate, not to enter into the city or not just roam around and more than that, they were physically down and also, you know, their ego did not allow them to go to the enemy's camp. Syrians, you know, they took over Samaria. And being a Samarian, how can I go into the enemy's camp and beg for food? His ego was not allowing him to go into this. But at least now they realized, you know, their own condition, the condition in which they were, they realized, come on. Let's go. It's no point in sitting here at the city gate and waiting. Nothing good is going to happen. Now they said if they go into the city, there is no food in Samaria. Now if I go there to my enemy's camp and surrender ourselves, sometimes they may give food or most likely we may get killed. You know, that was the scenario. And this morning I was just thinking about it. How is it possible, you know, they could have sat in that place, you know, instead of going there and getting killed, but at the same time they are going to die anyway. That is very true. You know, we come across people today in our lives. You know, this is what they say. They say that, you know, we tried visiting all the temples. We went to different pilgrimages. We went to, you know, meet many, many sadhujis, many saints of saints and gurus, but there is no cure. There is no cure. And you know, their ego doesn't allow them to come to God, the Lord God, uh, Jesus Christ. Because they are so egoistic, because they don't want to come, because they believe, they know that this is the God of the Christians. And they say that I don't have anything to do with your God. I know, I know for sure he is the real God, but I don't have anything to do with God. You know, their ego doesn't allow them to come to Christ. They don't try. They don't even try to come to God. I mean, this is what is happening around us. But when everything fails, as a final resort, they will come slowly and they will say, why don't we just try, give a try, and see whether what Jesus can do for me. If he is a real God, you know, sometimes he may deliver me. Otherwise, he is a fake God. These four lepers, they decided, anyway, let me go into the enemy's camp and see whether I can continue to live. People in this world, you know, some of the testimonies that we hear, 
That's what it says. They tried everything, everything. And finally, they choose to come to Lord Jesus. And how these testimonies came? Because Jesus delivered them. He healed them. There are millions of testimonies around today. You know, some of us are testimonies here. Some of our you know, background is not Christianity. Thank God that we could find the light today. And if I listen to your testimony, Rishab and Meenakshi's testimony, you know, many of our testimonies, if you listen to you, you will say that we tried everything. We tried everything. And finally, we decided to come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. People in this world, they are spiritually starving for truth. There is a great hunger in the hearts of people today that they are trying to find what is the real truth. There is a deep hunger within everyone for God. But at times their ego doesn't allow them. Their religious traditions that they don't allow them. Their family ties, you know, they don't allow them to come to Christ. But Christ is always inviting. Christ's arms are always wide open. You know, there is a secret to this. Some of us, you know, who are known to God and we have been walking with God, we believe in God. You know, sometimes when we pray for certain things, we find that it's not happening. Things are not happening in our own life. We still go through the pain. That means, you know, God is teaching us something there. It's not that God cannot heal. It's not that, it's not that God cannot revive, but still God gives us time. My son, I don't want you to come to me every time asking God, can you please heal me? I don't want you to do that. I want you to lay hands on the portion of the, your body where you have sickness and you command that sickness to leave. You know, God is teaching us. God is training us. And you know, sometimes we just ask God for many of those blessings and God will say, my daughter, my son, I'm not going to give you that blessing. There are chances that if I give you that blessing to you now, it, there are chances that you may walk away from me. You don't need that. You don't need that. You know, sometimes we get discouraged. But when a child of God, sorry, when, 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 when a man of God, a woman of God, who is not known to Jesus Christ, when they come and cry out to God, you know, God always does miracles. The first miracle that he does is to install faith in them so that they will continue to believe in Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's the reason. You know, evangelical ministry is one of the important ministries, one of the ministries that we need to do because when we go and share the love of Christ to somebody who doesn't, have, doesn't know, believe in Jesus Christ, God is going to do the miracle. God is about to do the miracle because he has to put that faith, put that seed in their hearts so that you know, they will continue to believe in Lord Jesus Christ. People out there, they are spiritually starving. The four lepers, they decided to go into the enemy's camp because they were physically starving for food. Amen. Are you with me this morning? Verse 5. Shall we continue to read this verse 5 together? And they rose at twilight. Can I hear your voices? Can you just read that with me? They rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. And keep reading. Verse 8, sorry, verse 8. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, Good. So first of all, we spoke about starvation. Secondly, I want to talk a little bit about selfishness. These four lepers, 
they went into the camp of the enemy and you know what they were doing there they found food there and they became selfish right who doesn't want food all of us want food right I mean yesterday you know we were walking we were in, in Shanax we were went for the um, we went for uh, our service, Shanak service. So when we went there, there is something is going on, some banquet is going on. You know, it's all nicely, you know, placed and, you know, uh, the banquet hall is ready, food is placed there. You know, without our knowledge, we were just kind of tempted to walk towards that place. But then we said, no, 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 we are here for something else. You know, we just need to go back to our worship place, you know, where we wanted to do the service. So food is, you know, very attractive. And these four lepers, they went there, they found food, they came into the enemy's camp, and for their surprise, no one was there in Syrian army, in Syrian camp. No one was there in the city. So they ate, and they ate, and they ate, until their hunger is totally gone. They had plenty of food to eat. And obviously, they were starving for many days together, and now they got very good food. And then their focus just got changed to gather silver and gold and clothing. So they were just gathering everything that they could come across on their way. And they gathered everything and they started hiding everything. And they just forgot one thing. Are you with me this morning? They just forgot one thing. They just forgot their fellow countrymen are still starving and dying. They came into the enemy's camp and they found a lot of plenty of food there and they started eating and started gathering all those things and hiding them and then they forgot that their fellow countrymen are still starving. They became so selfish that once their stomach was full, they started accumulating wealth and they just really forgot their fellow countrymen. People who were starving for spiritual nourishment, listen to me this morning, they come to Christ to receive spiritual food and when they come to Christ they receive spiritual food and later they need to grow in the Lord they need more Bible knowledge more Bible studies more anointing more prayer meetings they long to be in the presence of God they run from meeting to meeting and prayer meetings and prayer gathering and all those things but they forget that there is a world out there that is starving for spiritual food you know, this happens to me, this happens to all of us. When we come into the church, into the fold of God, you know, we want to grow in the Lord. We want to be, you know, we want to be fed always. We want to feel good to be in the presence of God. It is all good. But we, at times we forget that there is a world out there that is starving for spiritual food. Initially, they were, you know, used to share the gospel with people. They used to invite people to the presence of God, to the prayer meetings. And they were having more zeal for God. They were really zealous for God. They were doing many things outside, inviting people and going and visiting people, visiting hospitals and those who are in need, they used to go and encourage them. But slowly, we become selfish. Slowly we become selfish. Are you with me this morning? I want you to listen to this very clearly, very carefully. We become selfish at times. Now they just make sure they are good, their family is good, their church is good. It's all about their church and their community and their gatherings, their potluck, all those kind of things. These four lepers, when they went into the Sumerian camp, 
they came across food and that's it they decided to sit there and have a good time over there you know many times we ourselves without our knowledge we become self-oriented we are more careful about you know taking care of our own spiritual life and our own families our own friends Zach Poonan an Indian pastor and a church planter and an author of many books he says and this is what he says if you can read when we receive can you read that with me when we receive from God and hold on to what we have received selfishly we die spiritually can you read that again when we receive from God and hold on to what we have received selfishly we die spiritually you know this morning i just want you to make sure that you are not dead spiritually that we are not dead spiritually when we try to hold on to things in our own lives you know at times spiritual death comes in our lives selfishness within churches is the number one enemy of evangelism listen to me selfishness can you say that with me selfishness within churches is the number one enemy of evangelism you know believers don't involve in evangelism thinking that if evangelism works out there will be more people will get added and more people will come into the church i will lose my importance are you with me did you understand if evangelism if i go and evangelize and if, it, if that works more people are coming to the church and i am going to lose my importance and pastors of the small churches they fear evangelism because they don't want to get into evangelism if my people go out there and get more people now today is one pastor and tomorrow there will be two pastors and somebody is going to take over my authority and my control pastors fear evangelism selfishness within churches is the number one enemy of evangelism these four lepers became very selfish and they were busy seeking what they need let's move further verse 9 says then they said to one another we are not doing right thank god they realized we are not doing right this day is a day of good news and we remain silent if we wait until morning light some punishment will come upon us now therefore come let us go and tell the king's household thirdly i want to talk about realization we talked about starvation we talked about selfishness can you say realization realization now they realize the mistakes what they were making are you with me are you able to follow the story this morning now they realized what is their mistake these four lepers started enjoying all the foods together and the resources by themselves now they suddenly realize that there is something wrong they suddenly realize it's not good there is something going on not right you know i wish this morning that that may be our revelation too that if you continue to do what we have been doing coming to church on sunday morning and not doing anything not caring about it any any of the souls outside during the rest of the week i need to realize that there is something wrong in my spiritual life there is something wrong in my spiritual life the good news of having more food and resources must be told to the countrymen to the fellow countrymen now it is they realize that it is a time to share the good news with others and he said not sharing the good news if i continue to be there in that place tomorrow morning who knows punishment will come upon me 
You know, I believe that's the same thing the Spirit of God is telling this church this morning. If you continue to what we have been doing, with living with self-satisfaction, with living with you know, selfishness, who knows the punishment may come upon our lives. So the lepers decided to leave what they gained. They just put everything aside. They just threw everything. And this, they decided to go back to their nation and tell the king that there is plenty of food. That there is plenty of food. Experiencing goodness of God. I just want you to read this. Experiencing goodness of God without sharing with others. When it is available, plenty is a spiritual sin of the churches today. Let's read that again. Experiencing goodness of God without sharing with others when it is available, plenty is a spiritual sin of the churches today. It is sad that the lepers couldn't realize that for quite a long time but the church even hasn't realized that the gospel need to be shared with outside people people who are not inside the church because they are starving spiritually can we read this also together a church that is not participating in gospel work a church that is not involving in reaching out souls for Christ. And a church that is not cultivating evangelism is an organization that lost its purpose of existence. Can you read that again? A church that is not participating in gospel work. A church that is not involving in reaching out souls for Christ. And a church that is not cultivating evangelism is an organization that lost its purpose of existence it is time to realize the call of god upon our lives i'm just going to close soon and we are going to pray peter chapter 2 verse 9 says peter says he writes this way but you are a chosen generation can you read this with me you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light and why we are called we are called that we may proclaim the praises of him you know the calling over our life is to proclaim the praises of god amen a church that cannot a church cannot exist by really not doing evangelism a church cannot exist by not doing evangelical ministry of spreading the gospel church cannot be in existence church cannot continue church cannot grow without evangelizing without extending our blessings the blessings that we experienced to the people those who are outside four lepers came to a realization that it is a good day to share the gospel it is a good day to spread the news out and they said we can never remain silent now now i need to go now i must go and go and share that there is plenty of food available in that place you know i believe i look forward the day when we will go out and tell that there is plenty of food available in hipm there is plenty of food available spiritual food available just come here we are willing to pray with you come here we want to teach the word of god come here we want to be with your family in times of you know difficulties in times of sorrow in times of pain and in times of joy we want to be with you we want to stand along stand alongside of you and we want to guide you and so that you know you'll be walking in the way that God has already planned for you. Finally, what about sharing? Sharing with others. 
Verse 16 says, then the people went out. What happened when he came and told the king? King made arrangements so that people could go there and get fed. Then the people went out and plundered the tents of the Syrians. So a seah of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two seahs of barley for a shekel according to the word of the Lord. Prophet prophesied saying that this is what will happen tomorrow and that's what happened. The prophecy came true because there were four lepers, those who were obedient to the call of God. You know, many prophecies that are spoken in our lives have not come true till because we were not obedient. We left, we walked away from God and the prophecy is no more valid. It's cancelled in our lives. You know, prophecy is spoken in our lives, but it, it follows. You know, we, we, the prophecy continue to happen in our lives. We will be able to materialize those blessings that are spoken as a prophecy. Only if we show obedience and the four lepers, they obeyed God. When the lepers went and told the king, the king sent the people over there and they went. They were fed very well. The four lepers, they realized the call of God in their lives. Today, if we keep silent, thousands and thousands of souls around us are going to go to the eternal hell. And Bible says, God is going to require their blood upon our lives. God is going to require their blood upon our lives if we keep silence. You know, we are not in a hurry actually, but there is a great urgency. There is a great urgency to share the gospel. 1 Corinthians 9.16 reading from NIV. Paul says, for when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast since I am compelled to preach. Woe wow to me if I do not preach the gospel. It is urgent. It is urgent. You know, this morning I want to close with this biography of a medical missionary called David Livingston, very well-known missionary, who was born in Blantyre, Scotland, and he went to Africa to serve the Lord. David Livingston in his young life he got on his knees one day and he prayed this prayer. This is what he prayed. Send me anywhere, only go with me. Lay any burden on me, only sustain me. Cut off any ties but the ties that bind me to your service and to your heart. And he said, through it all, the words of God came to me. Lo, I am with you always even to the end of the age. And when he took one glimpse of Africa, from a distance, he penned in his journal these words, the haunting specter of the smoke of a thousand villages in the morning sun has burned within my heart. Preach the gospel in the land of Africa in a strange and threatening and frightening surroundings. He pioneered the work of God in Africa and he planted the seed of Lord Jesus Christ in those lives of that continent of Africa. He lost his wife and he buried, his, buried her in the land where God called him to serve. And he couldn't continue for a long time due to his poor health condition and eventually he died in the land of Africa. His body was taken to England and buried there. 
the local Africans were very reluctant to hand over his body. And finally, they opened him up. And they took the heart and buried the heart of David Livingston in Africa and sent the body remains to England saying, you can have this body, but his heart belongs in Africa. Can you raise? Can you all raise? This morning, I believe God is speaking to you.